got on Instagram only during the pandemic. I'd never been on Instagram before and was trying to kind of like avoid getting on more social media sites. Um, I'm still not on Reddit. I just have a few people who send me Reddit posts and stuff, <laughs> uh, which I deeply appreciate. There are sometimes I get the same Reddit posts like three times throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, you guys are all checking your feeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got on Instagram and I started just following a bunch of random shit. And I found, uh, God, I don't even know how I found it, the algorithm or someone's likes or something but I ended up watching a video of a person playing guitar in like a shack and singing a song called Simulation Swarm. And it's by a band called Big Thief Music. And I was like, this is incredible. And I got obsessed to the point where I started trying to just write down what the, the lyrics were that they were singing because it hadn't come out yet. It was like a work in progress. They were just playing around on the guitar, doing an acoustic rendition of this song that was going to be on their next album that did actually come out in February yeah. of 2022. And I went and listened to that song on the album and I do not love it the same way. <laughs> it's got a lot more stuff in it than one person in a shack with a guitar. It kind of just made me think about times that I've deeply enjoyed like stripped down versions of songs as opposed to the final version or the one that's played the most or the one that makes it to the album or something like that. I don't know. I get a song in my head a certain way and I love it that way. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and, and I feel like for myself as someone who produces my own music and has spent a lot of time in like a recording studio over all the years of my many, many years, <laughs> I feel like I naturally want to hear the real aggressively produced, overblown, like annoyingly, you know, developed version of a song. Um, like that's, just, that's kind of where my brain goes. But then I, I, I totally agree that there are certain songs that have the emotion or have the whatever little nuance it is that it's better without all the production. Um, and that's actually something that I have found much more recently as well. Maybe it's because we're all, we're all so introspective now that we've been locked away for so long that we, you know, we have to find the, the simplicity in things. <laughs> well, it's hard to, overproduce something when you like don't own a drum kit you just own like 12,000 guitars I mean yeah <laughs> I just bang on stuff that's around me if it's a child <laughs> I hit them or whatever it is <laughs> make a good sound Davin better <laughs> <laughs> do it I told you before practice your your snares oh, the dog barking is part of it <laughs> there is dog barking in a lot of the songs that I've recorded so <laughs> Yeah, I've been wondering a little bit about your recording setup at home. Do you have like baffling or whatever? <laughs> so I, I have nothing at all. Um, I've, I've changed recording from, I, we have like a guest room, which you know you have slept in it. Um, yep. <laughs> I used to record in that, but we've since pulled all the carpet up because we're going to put like flooring down in it. Ooh. So I've actually like, it's so, it's like echoey as, you know, I'll get out now. So I don't, I already put echo on my voice because I hate my the sound of my voice. So I try to like mask it with whatever <laughs> exists, but adding additional, you know, echoes was, it was too much. So I, I've actually reverted back to actually recording at the kitchen table again. 
Okay. So I'm back to the actual kitchen table, dad rock <laughs> place where it all started, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Someday I'll probably get some sort of soundproofing or something, but uh, we'll see. I know that Lord, like Lord Jane Grace has like one of those boxes that just, it's just like a mobile box that goes around like your whole head <laughs> and the mic. So when you're recording, it just deadens everything, you know, except for that sound, which, you know, if, I, if I'm ever, if I'm ever achieving Lord Jane Grace status, then we can go from there. I really just want to see you with like a full box head situation. Like, <laughs> and like and then it gets stuck. And then like, that's just how I look for a long time. They're like, yeah, just box head. Tyler. <laughs> he, uh, he really just loves Minecraft so much <laughs> that he wanted to live that life. <laughs> he just gets a copyright infringement letter every week. Cause they're just like, nope, this is Minecraft. I'm like, I'm not even trying to talk about Minecraft. <laughs> like, nope, you're, you're infringing. So. <laughs> Any box shape is now uh, automatically mm-hmm. Minecraft. Oh my, yep. Well, I think about that too, because I mean, I've been home podcasting for years now um, with no success or anything like that, but it's just <laughs> fun to do. And I used to do it in uh, my closet uh, because there was a bunch of clothes to help muffle sound. And now I just sit at a counter and people can deal with the echo. No, I like that. And actually looking at you, like that reminded me that like next time we do this, I can actually like have my mic set up so that I sound like, you know. I saw that, like not not content wise, but like vocally, I can sound like Joe Rogan. <laughs> not not content wise. No, we're not going to talk about <laughs> that kind of stuff on this podcast. We don't really want to interview people either. I don't think either of us wants to talk yeah. to strangers. Ah, that's so true. Like, Tyler got really white nationalist after he set that microphone in front of it. it like... <laughs> it's just something about a microphone, and you just suddenly. <laughs> They're like, I'm superior to everybody. <laughs> and my dick is enormous. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be so huge. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, with how, how, how do we even exist with how huge they are? <laughs> I've got a dick for podcasting. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to get back to our song topic, uh, Simulation Swarm. I, have you heard that song at all? Well, so I've heard the new Big Thief record. But I'm not certain that that song like has like stuck out to me. That's kind of the thing is um, after that simulation swarm video on Instagram just like blew my fucking mind. I went and looked them up on Spotify and um, was not super intrigued. Uh, like no shade to them or anything, but I was like, it it just didn't really spark anything in me. Um, and when I listened to the album version of that song, I was kind of like, okay, I'm not as interested in it I think what really captured me was like the emptiness of mm-hmm. a person alone with their guitar reciting something very it was a very quick very strange series of images that was coming through um I know I wrote it down because I was trying to not go to sleep <laughs> I started keeping uh journals during COVID and I've got four of them currently <laughs> oh dang what yeah. is, is it just kind of general or are they like, are they specific? Are you trying to capture something in particular? Um, I mean, I started it out kind of like those old timey, like, like during plague years or something, like something dramatic was happening. And I was like, this will be historically significant. And it will. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta, you gotta record it. And it started to turn into because BLM protests started up pretty quickly as well. And so I kind of was like, okay, we're going to record this as well. And then I was like, I'm not keeping up with this very 
accurately, I guess. So I was like, I'm just going to record what social media is saying about this. <laughs> and then it just got like, you're really sad all the time. So you're going to write that down. So you're not calling people and being like, Hey, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been all over the place. Um, you just need to call people and read them the page that you're talking about being sad. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I'm going to recite this to you. Just take it for what it is. Unfortunately, you're not super far off because I have definitely been like, wow, I wrote that down really beautifully. I'm so <laughs> fucking sad and I wrote it so good. <laughs> I tried to tell you I didn't know where to stay. You believe she can see through, cutting at the silent clay. Her relief back in deep blue, fetid in the magnet sun, eat the gun as it feeds you, spitting up the oxygen, once again, once again. Empty horses, gallop through the violet door, follow it, crooked courses, shadows in the moonlit moor. On the stars, we need creatures, galloping in silken hair, like the last human teachers, machinery of constant sight. Once again, we must bleed new, even as the outers shake, crystal blood like a dream true, a ripple in the wounded wake. Can't believe I believed you, that you were in the river of light, who I love, that I cling to, in the belly of the empty night, from the very first form of the simulation swarm, with a drum of fluorescent flicker fever-filled form, in the warm gush of a woman touched, like we never could before. I'd fly to you tomorrow, I'm not fighting in this war. I'm gonna drop my arms and take your arms and walk you to the shore. It kind of was starting me on a progress of thinking about how you come up with lyrics for something, whether it's around like the sounds that words make together, or if it's trying to do ballady sort of stuff, like tell a story, or I don't know, what's kind of your process for coming up with song lyrics? Again, I, I don't really consider myself a singer. So for me, I just, I write music. And then when I'm when I feel like I have what may be a song, I find myself just doing like the, that sort of thing. And then, and then it's more so trying to just kind of fit things in. And I think once I've, once I've been able to have an element or two that I feel kind of makes sense, then I maybe write around that. But I, I generally just also, if I ever sit down and write songs entirely by myself, like, you know, I, I get help with writing lyrics sometimes from, you know, my partners or you know whatever like you and I should probably collaborate on lyrics so like let's be honest I that'd be fun like, no. I've never written a song before I'm about to start recording my uh next solo album so Ooh. we should seriously do that that'd be cool yeah I love that you're way better with words and way smarter than me so <laughs> I'll just I'll write, I'll write the music and then we can do that but when I write by myself I feel like I really I end up going by a very specific pattern almost every like every single verse is just like a I'm like a dan 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 like I feel like that's the way that I, like the cadence by which I write mm. and then it's always just things about like don't let the bastards get you down type you know or about ships or stuff because I'm just <laughs> like an old white guy horses battlefields uh-huh. <laughs> world war one your favorite <laughs> 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 how much time do we have let's just talk a lot about world war one <laughs> unfortunately i could do something about that too just because one of my favorite um christmas movies joy noel is set during world war one and i fucking love that movie and the music in that slaps so <laughs> nice we could always just just we could have a whole side podcast about just that yeah let's just talk about world war one <laughs> like eight offshoot podcasts that <laughs> very specific yeah like there's a niche market for that i'm positive <laughs> back to like the simple songs versus 
like really overproduced and very vibey songs. Like that makes me think of like Ben Howard, how Ben Howard had that, you know, like every yeah. kingdom and, and like the, the Burr or Burr or Bird or whatever island, that EP that they did. And then like the later albums just, and you know, for what it is and to, and to be honest, it probably followed along with kind of trends a lot better that way. But for me, it, it totally lost me when it became all vibey and atmospheric and just so different sounding. So I totally get that. I feel like if you discover a band or an artist and it's a more simplistic version of them, it can be hard to see them expand into giant sonic landscape stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that I, you know, hate soundscapes or whatever the hell people build. Um, I think it's a little pretentious sounding when you're like, I build soundscapes, but I can totally picture what that is when people design those. And it's, it's accurate. Just observation. It's, that's all yeah. It. I just get to watch them jerk off with music and I'm like, this is beautiful <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> you jerk off beautifully, Ben Howard. But yeah, I mean, I went to a Ben Howard concert at Edgefields and was so excited to see him. I've loved quite a few of his albums. And then all he was playing was his new stuff. And even when he played some of the older things, I was like, I really just want to hear Conrad. Like, could you fucking play Conrad for me? <laughs> and it was very complicated stuff. And I didn't totally ruined the night for me or anything I had a lot of fun being very grumpy about it um that's also fun on its own yeah yeah just like getting pouty about a experience and you're like I wanted this to be different but they went in here with something else in mind and it was fun just to kind of see people making music up there like even though I love stripped down versions of songs and I love it simplistic and almost to the point where I could maybe try to figure out how to play some of these chords mm-hmm. um, as a person who has almost no musical instrument talents at all and no background in that either. I've got a ukulele in my room and that's about all I got. <laughs> I've seen you play it. You can play it. I can. I could. Yeah, I could touch those strings and they make a noise. <laughs> but um getting to see someone build those soundscapes in live. That's super fun. I mean, it's a lot of pedal pushing, um, but it's very entertaining. Have you ever done that before the pedal pushing? So I was big into pedal stuff back, like when I performed back in the day, I've really been like aggressively trying to just hold that when I perform live, it's just one guy folk version of stuff. Um, We'll see. Cause like, I, I could actually see how some of that could be fun too. Um, I think I would, I have a lot of upscaling I would need to do because the kind of technology that exists now is so different than 11 years ago when I was actively touring and making a lot of music. Yeah. You did the pedal pushing on stage for that and everything like building loops and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so cool to see. <laughs> yeah. And it was really fun. And I think that like, I think I even still have some of my like looper stuff in the, in my garage. Like I may, maybe I'll bust it. I'll bust it. Out. We'll Sweet. See. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still coming back to what I'm trying to figure out how to say in simulation swarm, because I don't want to, you know, shit talk any artist who's making art right now or any artist who's made art ever. <laughs> um, Cause it's hard and it's weird and it's a process. But um, it's it's more just like personally what I am interested in and what I like. And I think that's what this podcast is just going to be about. Like yeah. for all the shit we're going to talk at the end of the day, people made something and that is 
incredible and so cool and people should check it out and see if they like it because we're not you know the be all end all we're not joe rogan we don't have like the ultimate say over what's good or not <laughs> I guess the winners, yeah yeah no and honestly and i think has that song lost any level of importance to you because for me and i'm such like a official release person i think that i would feel personally that I was a little bit let down and or betrayed if like I felt this deep connection to this song and then like the version that is the version is you know on the album is so different and maybe hits me less. Um, no I wouldn't say no the old one still has that kind of power over me. I'm gonna pull a dad move here and say I'm not betrayed I'm just disappointed <laughs> <laughs> and I love football. And I love football. No, I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> That's the only sound clip we're going to pull from. No! I'm a really huge fan of it. <laughs> but no, I think that enjoying something at one point in time, especially music, still really sticks with me. Like whatever headspace I was in when I first listened to something or it first hit me uh, hard is kind of where I'll always go back to when I listen to that. I, I honestly try to avoid over listening to some songs because I want to maintain that kind of magic to it. And it doesn't ever really seem to fade, but I'm worried a little bit that it will. 100%. Like, and I, and I feel like there's a small amount of bands that are like the, it's a holiday for me when they release new mm -hmm. music. Um, and I really, and I, I have to actively keep myself from just listening to that you know, one song or one record over and over. And sometimes I succeed. It's actually funny. There's the, the band Ghost. Mm. They're releasing their new record on Friday. And like Davin and I have just been so excited for this. Like we just went and saw them play and it's, you know, that's his favorite band. And so like, that's going to be one that I'm assuming will just be on repeat over and over and over for myself. Cause I do love them. And then also because of Davin. And so like, it'll be a good test of like, am I going to wear this thing that I'm excited for out immediately because I just listened to it for six weeks straight. So I'll get back to you on that. Absolutely. I'm often content to listen to songs over and over, but we can talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Replayability. That's an interesting. Yeah. One. We'll talk about that soon. So Tyler, what would you, what would you like to promote here at the end of our podcast? Uh, if you're hearing this, I probably just released uh, a new record uh, covers album called Dad Camp Covers Volume 1. It's got essentially acoustic and or folky, bluegrassy covers of a lot of uh, songs that people might know. It's on all streaming services, also on my website, tylerjohnhartmanmusic.com. And my Bandcamp page, tylerjohnhartman.bandcamp.com. Uh, Davin is singing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so that's out now. All the revenue for, from it, uh, sales and streaming revenue, go to Friends of Outdoor School in uh, Oregon here uh, that promote, promote outdoor school for all children. And it's about inclusiveness and equity and great stuff. So and I've got shows coming up throughout the summer around the, the state. Uh, and I also, if you're listening to this, you probably uh, should know that I just released a new single uh, called Redwood. Uh, my wife Erin sings on it with me. It's going to be on my new record that comes out at the end of August, so we don't need to promote that yet, but yeah. it'll be the first song that comes out from, from that, so more to come <laughs> back. Nice. 
Yeah. And I unfortunately don't have anything really to promote. Um, like I produce a bunch of podcasts, but that's just not really contained anywhere useful. I should probably get a website. I have like a Google site, um, but that thing just looks like so useless. Um, I got to figure out how to monetize this. We'll do something with Anchor here. <laughs> we'll we'll put ads on this. <laughs> I'll finally start making money off of one of my side hustles. Hell yeah. I'll post it on my, my Instagram and we'll, we'll get people listening to it. Hell yeah. I've already got people interested. They're going to hear me say some raunchy shit, but whatever. <laughs> It'll get worse. It'll just get worse. Yeah.